Guys, I want to thank the sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com, my friend Cody Nelson, the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the optics manager at GoHunt.com. If you have any interest in buying optics or have any glassing questions, whether it be tripods, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, anything to do with glassing, give Cody a call, 702-847-8747, that's extension 2, or you can email him at optics at gohunt.com. You can also send him a text or call him on his cell phone at 602-399-3699. Guys, right now at GoHunt.com Insider, you can take advantage of the free trial. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott. You're going to be able to take advantage of a free trial of the Insider. GoHunt is always adding more value for their Insider members. They've now added real 3D maps as a part of Insider for no additional cost. What an incredible value. Very soon, they're going to have their mobile app up as well. Go to GoHunt.com forward slash Scott and sign up for a free trial. If you're already an Insider member, it's automatically part of your Insider membership. And you can just go to the Maps tab up at the top once you sign in as an Insider. I also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. To find out more, you can go to KUIU.com, Kuyu.com. They're a direct-to-consumer company. They sell everything off of the Kuyu.com website. I also do a lot of question and answer on my Instagram where I'm answering questions about guys wanting to know about gear about Kuyu, so tune into my Instagram. I want to thank Kuyu for their sponsorship. I also want to thank Phonescope.com. Use the JScott20 promo code. You're going to get a 10% discount on all orders. Again, thanks to all the sponsors of my podcast. Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today I've got David Matthews of David Matthews Outfitters on the line. David, how you doing? Good, Jay. How are you? Good. Where did I find you? It's fun to uh, do a podcast with you because you never know if I'm going to find you in Arizona or New Mexico or Texas or where you are. What, what are you doing right now? I'm actually in eastern New Mexico um, on the border of Texas getting ready to start some Barbary sheep hunts over here. And I'm enjoying this nice uh, west Texas, eastern New Mexico weather with the power outages and all the cold weather right now. (laughs) I I got to admit, I'm actually in Florida of all places uh, on vacation and it's 80 degrees and hot and humid. I had to come in and turn the air conditioning on. So I've had several of my buddies that are stuck in Texas and different places going, you know, they've never seen so much ice. So um, we'll get right to it. New Mexico uh, deadline is coming up here uh, in about a month. We've got a March 17th deadline. Uh, David, you do a lot of work in New Mexico as well as Arizona, but you do a lot of work in New Mexico. Uh, what is your outlook for uh, elk Um and, and other animals, but w- what are you looking at as far as uh, moisture um, going into this draw? I think uh, this year, I think we're down. Um, you know, we didn't have the monsoon season that we normally have, um, and and our winter has has been almost non-existent until about until about two weeks ago. Um, you know, so I think right now, definitely, uh, we're 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 down some. 
but we have been getting some pretty decent storms, you know, for the last couple weeks, um, you know, with, with a few more in the forecast. I, I don't know right now if it's going to be enough to, to catch us up or not, um, but we're trending in the right direction. Um, as far as, as far as the elk, um, the deer, in my opinion, now that's a little different up there. Um, we've actually been getting, uh, some decent storms for, for the last, you know, month and a half. Um, and I, I would say, honestly, I think the deer were probably better than we were last year at this point, as far as the moisture is going. Um, but, but the elk is a different story. All right. Let's talk about deer while you bring that up. Um, what would you say to the people that say there are no big deer in New Mexico? Uh, I, I definitely disagree. Um, you know, as far as, as far as record book entries and, and historically, uh, you look at Rio Rebra County in, in the record book and, and they've got just as many entries in the record book as, as most any other place in the, in the world. Um, you know, we're killing, we're killing some big deer in, in New Mexico. You know, we killed another great one this year that was, it was 230 gross, you know. So um, New Mexico definitely has has some big deer in in the state for sure. What are the units that you like for big deer in New Mexico? Uh, the big deer units in New Mexico that I like, um, you know, are the units two, two C, two B, two A, um, unit five B, unit seven. Um, those, those are, those are my primary units up in New Mexico. Any of the units that surround the Hickoria Indian Reservation are, are key and, and most often, um, have some big deer in them. Do you feel like New Mexico sometimes is overlooked? I mean, I know I follow your Instagram and see your success and it just seems like, it seems like New Mexico is overlooked for mule deer. I, I think it is. I think it really is. I, I think New Mexico still, um, you know, we talk about the jewel or the diamond in the rough. I, I seriously, I think that New Mexico um, has and and um, will always be, well, maybe not always be, but is overlooked as far as quality in, in the deer program. You know, you have Arizona and you have Utah and you have, uh, you know, Colorado, some of these units that that are consistently killing giants and multiple giants year after year. Uh, you know, New Mexico, uh, there's some big deer here. Um, you know, just maybe not as many giants killed in New Mexico annually um, as, as some of these other states. While we're talking deer, I want to skip states here for a second. Uh, Arizona, the Arizona Strip, the Kaibab, you also uh, run a lot of cameras and prowl around up there and guide uh, there as well. Um, how do you see coming off of last year? What are your thoughts going into this year um, for, the, for the Arizona deer? Okay, so the Kaibab, in my opinion, um, coming off of, I did some, I did some guiding in 12A West, and, and I honestly, uh, we had that big fire in 12A West, and I think that, that that's going to uh, only help, you know, with, with uh, the antler growth that we've seen there and and in my opinion already 12a west this year was maybe better than i've seen it in a long time you know as far as the hunts um you know having having multiple cracks with guys in in camp at, at bucks over 200 inches and, and killing a you know a 200 inch buck in camp 
Um, and, and just from what I've seen, you know, what I saw this year, uh, antler growth looked really good in 12A West. So I think 12A West, you know, or the Kaibab could be in an upward trend on, on quality, um, you know, that we, that we haven't seen, uh, going, you know, in the last few years. Uh, definitely, definitely the strip suffered this year. Uh, it was down, you know, quite a bit substantially. Um, I, I actually had and, and, you know, advised a few hunters to, to even turn their tags back in. Um, you know, they had point guard in, in, on the strip. So, uh, this year on the strip was, was not good. Um, you know, and strip, in my opinion, is, is we've been getting some storms, but is it going to be enough? You know, we, we had a, basically a non-existent monsoon. Um, and, and not the best winter last year, you know, as far as moisture, uh, you know, I think that, uh, our, our late winter, actually our late winter, you know, it really died off, uh, last year and this year we're, we're getting some storms, but are they going to line up to, to be, uh, beneficial to have a great antler growth this year? I, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's jump back to New Mexico. Uh, one, okay. of, one of your bread and butters are uh, elk uh, in the unit 15s uh, and 16s, I believe. Um, yes, sir. What are you thinking as far as, you know, if we can continue to get a few more storms, do you think we can pull to the, you know, average antler growth year? Or do you think? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I think if we can get a if we can get a few more storms like what's been, you know, been coming through there, they haven't been they haven't been you know uh, downer storms. They've been pretty decent. They've they've dumped you know five, six, seven inches in some areas of snow, um, you know, for the last couple of weeks. You know, almost one a week, and then and then they're backing up. I, I think if if we could if we could get a couple more storms lined up here, and then have just a, a decent uh, spring, um, I think, you know, followed with, uh, followed with an average monsoon, I think that we could, we could, we could be looking at an average horn growth year in, in those units. What units do you guide in the most in New Mexico for elk? Uh, for elk, I do the 16D, 16A, and unit 15. You know, those are my primary units what? Uh, down there. I mean, we do, we do some other stuff in 17 and, and some 13 and, and some 23 and stuff, but those are my primary units. What would you say is better right now, 16A or 16D? Uh, I, I would honestly say that 16A has probably been the best for the last couple of years. Why? Um, you know, I just think with that fire that we had in 16D, it, you know, on the, on the backside of 16D, it pushed a lot of elk into, into 16A, and I don't, I don't think that, uh, the elk number has come back into 16D, uh, 16A just yet. Um, but I, I think that, um, that's the only reason why is I think that, I think that we lost a few elk numbers to 16A and they haven't, and they haven't filtered back to 16D just yet. How does the quality in 15, I mean, 16A and D are, are the, what you think are the two best? Yeah, where are you at with quality in fifteen compared to the sixteens? I think that fifteen is definitely, um, you know, I think the quality is is there. I just think that uh, a lot of the a lot of elk um, they give out a lot of permits, 
you know what I'm saying? So they're killing a lot of elk in the unit now. You know, with hunters being as proficient as they are with the the glass and the and the scouting and and a lot of the stuff that that hunters are doing on their own, um, I think that's that's that that's knocking the quality down just a little bit in 15 over the the 16 units. The 16 units, uh, why they're a little bit better is is the amount of hunting pressure and and tags that they give out in those units over a unit 15. I think, like I said, I genetically, you know, they've all got the, the genetics. I just think that, that we're missing an age class in unit 15. Um, just, just because they give out a few more tags than they do in those 16 units. Do you feel like if 15 followed suit with the amount of tags, you know, the ratio as they did in 16, 15 would have every bit as much of quality as the 16 a and 16 D. I really do. Uh, 100%. I, I, I agree with that statement 100%. Um, what's your overall thought on the timing of, um, you know, the, the, the firearm seasons? I know you have good success on those firearm seasons and the season dates this year. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so the season dates, um, they, they pushed forward um a few days which still isn't enough to catch to catch the tail into that i mean there will be some rutting going on on that first firearm season but it's it's not it's not to the extent that it's going to be this great uh rut hunt with a gun you know what i'm saying so like i said i i think that it pushed forward a few days over last year but it's not far enough forward that that we're going to see those the great rut you know during those hunts so i, I think this year we'll see we'll see you know, we'll see a little bit of, of rut activity lingering into those firearm dates, um, but it's not going to be on fire rut, you know. So you can expect to, to, to catch a lot of the bulls that are already starting to pull off, you know, and starting to get into their feed patterns into the canyons and the brushy brushy hills. What kind of quality do you expect uh, or do you tell people that those those hunts produce? I, I always try and undersell it a little bit, if if anything, you know, and, and tell those guys that, you know, we're looking at 330-type bulls and 340-type and, and bulls with with nine times out of ten, we're, we're, we're chasing bulls that are a little bit bigger than that. Um, you know, last year, last year was a different year also with, with antler breakage. We had, we had some terrible breakage, um, across the Gila last year and, and in Arizona. I saw it also in Arizona. We had some breakage. I mean, breakage beyond belief. Uh, some, some bulls were unrecognizable. You couldn't tell if they were a, a five point to start or if they were a 370, you know, sheared off at, at their G1s and G2s and, and stuff like that. So we saw some breakage last year that we saw in those, in those first rifle hunts to, to see, you know, uh, you know, the, the quality. We couldn't really tell what we were looking for and looking at because there was, there was such bad breakage. And, and if we don't have that this year, I think, you know, we'll see some good quality. Do you think that's creating or created some holdover bulls that maybe wouldn't have? I agree. I, I I really do. I think that it there was a lot of bulls that got the pass last year because of the breakage. So this year they could be. We could see um, an increase in quality as long as we have the 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 moisture that we need. We we could see the increase in quality uh, of bulls that we're actually going to take this year because of the bad breakage last year. 
Let's talk about these um, Barbary sheep hunts that you're doing. Um, known, you know, Barbary sheep, also known as Audad. Um, mm -hmm. Talk to us about that opportunity. And are those landowner permits? Are those draw? How? How? how tell us about it. Okay, so we're on. We do all of our all of our Barbary on 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 draw tags. You know, on on state land or and BLM and, and Forest Service. So. Um, it's actually, it's actually a, a pretty good, uh, it's a, it's a decent hunt. It's, it's good draw. Are you there? Yep. Did I lose you? Okay. Nope, well, you. we'll, okay. We'll cut there. Okay. I'll, I'll start back over at, uh, um, you know, at, at we'll start back over yep. at the no problem. draw. I, my truck turned off and, and I don't know if you could still hear me or not. I got you. Okay. All right. Uh, Talk about Barbary sheep. Okay, so the Barbary sheep um, in New Mexico is actually it's actually a pretty good hunt. Um, we're doing all of our hunts on on uh, BLM uh, Forest Service land, um, and it's the draw odds for it are are really really good um, as far as you know draw odds to get a hunt in in the state of New Mexico uh, through the outfitters number. You know some some of those some of those draw odds are in the twenty. 20% and 30% draw odd to actually draw the hunt. Um, you know, it puts you in, it puts you in pretty, pretty tough country, you know, pretty rugged country. And, and if you, if you're into those type of hunts and, and into a, a physically challenging hunt, um, it, it could, it could add, add that, um, you know, to, to the list of, of challenging hunts. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great hunt to sit down and, and, and put your eyes to work and glass a ton of country and, and, and look for sheep. You know, it's, it, they call it the poor man's sheep hunt. And it really is. It's, it's conducted and, 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 and hunted just like you would, you know, Arizona sheep or, or desert sheep or, or Rocky mountain sheep. It's in the same kind of terrain. Wouldn't you say that Audad have, I mean, the, the Barbary sheep, they've just really come on, it seems like, in popularity the last three or four years. I mean, it used to be you didn't hear anything about it, and now it's it's it seems like really a craze. A lot of people really enjoy going after them. A ton of people are enjoying it. And like I said, it, it, it's because of of the, the physical demanding hunt that, that it can be. You know, a lot of people are, are into that. They're like, you know what, I want a, I want a challenging, fun hunt that we're going to go in there and we're going to get our money's worth in hunting and barbary sheep are that i mean they are they are inexpensive and they and they uh and they they bring to the table you know that 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 want and the will of of a challenging hunt so i think that a lot of people have turned the corner on them and said you know what i want to hunt these barbary sheep in the country that they're in and and see what this is all about and then uh, once once you get them out here the guys get them out here and come and do it you can't hardly uh they won't they won't miss the draw again on it they have such a good time it's 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 a super fun hunt and and challenging so that's awesome um david uh it's always great having you on the podcast um i want to ask you in conclusion here uh <laughs> Arizona had talks about potentially putting some regulations on the trail camera ban. Utah's talked about it. Um, what are your thoughts? My honest thought on it, um, I, I hate to see any anything that is our right um, being banned. You know, 
Um, either way, I don't, I don't care, you know, too much if they do decide to ban it or if, if, if they don't. But I really hate to think that, that anything that is our, our right, um, you know, in, inside of hunting gets taken away from us. You know, what's, what's going to be next? I, I mean, you, you say the ban, they're, they're saying it's, it's non-sportsman or it's um, unethical or it's, it's not, you know, these deer numbers or elk numbers are suffering because of it. But uh, on the other hand, you have to think that, that they're, they're benefiting from it also because uh, just specifically say the Arizona strip, you get an Arizona strip tag and you have cameras out and um, bucks, bucks are getting passes, you know, they're, they're getting passed um, at a younger age, which is letting them get the extra years to actually make it to to the shooter age. Now, now once you know, once they're at the shooter age, there's not a whole bunch of them that are that are that are getting by. You know, once they're two twenty or something like that, a lot of the hunters and everything are so efficient now that those bucks aren't living past that age. But it's 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 all about the bucks that are younger that are getting the pass to get that age. You know what I'm saying? So. On on both ends, you take away the cameras, um, you know, the number of deer on the Arizona Strip, you know, the number of deer that are killed aren't, that's not going to change. You know right. what I'm saying? What'll, right. what'll, what'll change is the three-year-olds or, or the, the, the four-year-olds, um, those bucks will get shot on site without knowledge of knowing um, of, of what's actually in the area. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to end up killing younger deer um, to save older deer you know and and it doesn't in in my opinion it's it's a complete wash you know you, you right now we're killing the older deer because we have knowledge of them but but um you know in in years in the future if you take away the cameras sure there'll be there'll be those bucks that you know that that we don't have right now the 270s and the 280s and 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 that type of stuff we'll, we'll grow a few of those um from time to time um without cameras but I think we will see um, the numbers of, of our actual quality of our 220-type deer and our 230-type deer. I think, I think we'll see less of those in the future um, just because we'll be killing bucks um, at three years old or four years old before they actually get to that because of there won't be the knowledge of, of the 230s or, or 220s or 240s in the area. So there will be lesser bucks killed without the knowledge uh, as there is right now makes sense yeah makes sense uh david i, I appreciate you coming on and sharing with us i want to wish you the best of success here on your upcoming barbary sheep hunts uh, i'll let you go i want to give you a chance to let people know how to reach out to you uh looking to hunt in new mexico or arizona for that matter and uh, i'll also link your contact up in the show notes of this podcast Okay. Well, you can, you can link up with me in, in multiple ways. We're on Facebook, David Matthews Outfitters. Um, we're on Instagram, um, and it's at David Matthews Outfitters. And Matthews um, is with one T, not two. Exactly. One T, one T and Matthews like the bow. Um, you can call me, 928-300-6405. Uh, visit the website, davidmatthewsoutfitters.com. Um, any one of those ways you can, you can link up with me and, and we can talk hunting and, and talk about the outfitters pool in New Mexico and, and the pros and cons of it. So awesome. Uh, thanks so much. Be safe out there. Okay. 
All right, Jay. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Okay. Bye.